James Yebbett. And I'm TJ Stolzenberg. Number 18. 18, big man. S- Sir Didi! Didi! First of all, Gregorius. I am so happy that Sir Didi is back in the lineup. Yes. Uh, and his glove is a little eh right now. It was a little eh, but of course, he's recovering from Tommy John surgery. This is his first game since the postseason Long last year. Long time ago. So uh, we'll take it because his bat is alive and well. Yes, indeedy! Well done there. Well done. <laughs> so we, uh, we were figuring out what we were going to talk about uh, this week, and we both immediately knew who and what our uh, tip of the cap moment was going to be for, and... Uh, why don't you tell us uh, who it's going to be? All right, so with my imaginary cap, our caps, well, at least you got I yours, a real one. is going to belong to Big Poppy, David, David Ortiz. Ortiz. Man, violence is not good. Violence is never the answer to anything. And we never like it when anybody, ever, any anybody in the world gets shot. But this moment... A senseless act of violence. Mm-hmm. For those who do not know, David Ortiz was in his home country. On Sunday. And a man walks up to him from literally five feet away and shoots him in the back. For no reason whatsoever. Supposedly the bullet goes straight through and goes through his abdomen. And he's rushed to the hospital. He gets stabilized. And gets brought back to... To Boston. To Boston. It's, it's a scary thing. Um, not only because... You know the violent aspect, but the fact that David Ortiz, Big Poppy, man, what an icon! What what a person! What not only a player, but what a person! You know, it, it, was, it was it was devastating to read that news. I my jaw dropped, and I am just very happy to hear that he is at least stable and hopefully going to have a full recovery. Yeah, and it's also us Yankee fans. You know, obviously it's our job to hate the Red Sox, but yes. I have never ever hated on David Ortiz. Yeah. We definitely fear him whenever. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like you gotta respect that man. He he not only was just always, always, always a threat to us, always killing the Yankees, but he was so clutch. I think I looked it up. He has a uh, eleven regular season walk off home runs. Yep, and two in the postseason. And I can name those two home runs that he hit in the postseason. One of them was against us in the 04 ALCS. It was game four. Of course. And of course, the just a few days earlier, the uh, walk-up that sent them to the ALCS against mm. the Angels. Yep. The man is more than a man. He's got a following that like no other. I mean, I tell you, like we looked up his stats, just baseball-wise, batted a career average of 286. That's pretty solid. That's including those years when he's get just getting involved, you know. So batting average of 286, nothing to sneeze at. Yep. But 541 home runs. That's a that's a lot of home runs, and like 480 of them came when he put on the Red Sox uniform yes. in, in 03, which is even more impressive. He was there with the Twinkies for a little bit, and because he was with the Twinkies, his uh, farm team, the Double A team, was our New Britain Rockcats. Ayo! I remember getting to see him. Uh, we didn't know who he was, but he was just the, the big blob over there. And man, I wish, oh, I wish I knew who he was back then. But of course. You never know, and uh, he went on to have 1,768 RBIs. That's pretty solid. A slugging percentage of 552 and yep. an OPS of 931. That is a career average. The man is a beast. Dude's a Hall of Famer, regardless. Hall of Famer. Can't hate on him. Three-time world champion, too. Three-time world champion. 
And there was a little bit of, you know, steroid weight. There was a little, uh, maybe a little, uh, but, a little thing up there on there. But, obviously, he navigated out of that tundra and traffic and uh, continued on with what was basically a uh, spec-free career. You know, no asterisks on his name. But, dude, he was the designated hitter. He is the definition of what you want in a designated hitter. Besides Edgar Martinez, he's probably the best designated hitter yeah. ever. And, you, you know, that's like such a true part of baseball that you really don't see. Just the big, like, like Mo Vaughn was kind of like in that, just a big, chunky dude. The home runner bust method. Home runner much. bust, but man, speaking of bust, we found out that actually David Ortiz rarely, rarely struck out, which you also do not see this day and age. Yeah, but also, I was like, we did a little research. The middle age is like the 04 to 06. He struck out like around 150 times. But his final year, he only struck out like 86 no, times. No, no, not 150. There was like 111. Oh, yeah, 111. But Because like, we, we looked up other players. You know, he averaged, like you said, 80 to 90 a year. And uh, just to give reference or perspective... Tell us who else uh, numbers you looked up. Okay, so you know, for random things, you know, we live in a day and age where everybody's striking out like left and right and all yes. that other stuff. For example, our guy, John Carlos Stanton. Love him. Didn't like these numbers. So he had 705 plate appearances last year. He struck out 211 times. 705 divided by 211 is 3.34. Right? Once every 3.341 at-bats, he struck out. So basically, once a game, you know he's whiffing and going back to the bench. Yes. It, the a whole idea of a strikeout is it's non-productive. It does nothing. No, it doesn't. It, it just makes you look foolish, first yeah, of all. Even a little dink or a ground ball or a flyout can be used somehow, whether it shifts a, a base runner over or at least puts pressure on the defense to do something. Strikeouts do nothing for anyone except anger us all and... Make the pitcher feel like his stuff's gone that day. Exactly. But See, we don't want we don't want that. See, everybody's striking out like close to 150 to 200 times. Yes, yes. And uh, what was that? Judge? Judge struck out like 208 times in his rookie year. And he did amaze us with the long ball, but we thought to ourselves, let's look up some baseball icons. Yeah, so, you know, we want to go back to the Hall of Famers back in the 1940s. Like, uh... Joe DiMaggio, 1941, also the same year where he had that 56-game hitting streak. Wow. So, <laughs> this, get ready for this one. He had 622 plate appearances in that iconic year. Struck out only 13 times. 13. Just 13. It's 622 plate appearances. So, I did the math. It's like once every like 40, 40. like 47, 48 at-bats. Wow. That's how much the game has changed. No one is focused on the contact. Like I said, I don't know how many times we mentioned this. They're focused on wow. the home run ball or they're striking out in very big situations. I don't like that. I like the small ball method. Because we were saying, like, Bryce Harper's batting 230. I yeah. heard it the other day. Kenny Singleton said, you know, a Ted Williams, you know, a Joe DiMaggio, a Mickey Mantle, they would never be caught dead batting 230. Yes, their averages were studly in the high threes or whatever, but they would never... They would never do anything bigger than themselves. They were team-oriented, whether it was just once the two strikes were on you, choke up the old-school way, shorten your swing, and just put the bat on the ball. Don't see that approach at all these days. Like, Absolutely not. You know, they're always swinging for the fences, and, and I get it. I understand. It sells tickets. It makes you get a big contract, but... It doesn't make... It, it's gross. 
13, 48, once every 48, like, appearances. That's, like, once every, like, like two weeks. Like, 15 games, that's, pretty much. Yeah, that's, like, once every two weeks, like, versus once a day. Like, it's production that you just don't see. Moving the runner over, like we said, small ball is dying. But uh, teams that are good at it, like the Tampa Bay Rays, they're still sticking around. They're still fighting for a good position in the AL East. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you ask yourself, what's, what's more important? You know, like a win or a stat? I don't know. I know. I also told you. I also told you this too. If you're under a big contract, I don't care if it's thirteen year, three hundred million dollars, and you're batting like around like two fifteen or two thirty, I will not be afraid to bench your ass. And the and the Phillies fans are booing him. They like I said, if you're getting booed by your own fans, yeah, and you're on a rough streak. It happens. And look, it happened with Giancarlo at the beginning of his first. Okay, well, first of all, here's the difference. Giancarlo, that was his first game at Yankee Stadium. Oh, that was was the Golden Sombrero game, right? That's when he went over five for five strikeouts. But still, though, I wouldn't boo him in April. We wouldn't. You know, we wouldn't. There are some things expected in the big markets when you're a big guy, big contract. Yes, there of course they're sometimes naive fans that expect every game home run da da da, but he eventually, slowly turned that season around. Had great numbers towards the end, but still, we're looking at back pulling it all the way back to David Ortiz. He would average 80, 85, 90 strikeouts and have just as many plate appearances, like six to seven hundred a year. We don't see anymore when a big guy who seems to be unathletic. You know, you would think you could throw 98-mile-hour fastball inside and he wouldn't be able to get to it. If you ever threw fast up and into him, he usually sent it over that deep wall in Fenway. Oh, yeah. Good grief. So, we are going to say this. David Ortiz. We love we love you, man. We love you. We're tipping that cap to you. Yep, as always. Not only do you deserve it, because you're a great baseball player. Definite Hall of Fame. And also a great hu- overall human being. Like, I remember after the... The marathon bombings back in 2013, yes. his speech, I'm going to say it, when he's like, this is our fucking city, and no one's going to dictate our freedom, stay, stay strong. strong, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I felt that. I felt that, I'm too. like, you could feel that. I loved it, and yes, even in the moment, they they didn't bleep it out on live television, <laughs> but it was so unexpected, that's it why. Was, it was so much more just about like what he did to lift that city in such a tough time, I mean... We look at like 9-11 and the Yankees and the Diamondbacks are in the World Series. How tense and how how downtrodden, how tragic everyone's lives were outside of that. But just if not for a moment, if not for an afternoon or a ball game, these players, they get to put an entire city, sometimes an entire country, on their backs. And David Ortiz not only did that for the entire city of Boston, he, he put so many minds at ease and put so many smiles on people's faces. And, you know, they end up going on to win the World Series that yep. year. He also got World Series MVP. I remember that. And he gets World Series MVP. So what else can you ask for from a leader of not only baseball players, but a leader of men? So David Ortiz, we thank you very, very much. Yes, sir. But with all those wins that happened, we were... Uh, we experienced one, or they experienced one loss. One loss happened recently for them. The uh, NHL Finals Game 7 were last night. Now, I don't watch hockey like at all, but I knew it was I games. do. I love it. But I know, but I'm starting to like it a little bit more. I remember it's that. It's so exciting. I love hockey. I remember that. For the, I was watching the first period yesterday, and I'm like, oh, wow. It was like, it was like, it was like very high fast pace. pace. So high pace. 
First of all, the Bruins should have been up three nothing at, at after that first period. And Bennington was Benning, Bennington was absolutely ridiculous. I thought yeah. he was going to get an MVP or something. He maybe he will. Or who got MVP? I don't Ryan, even know. I think Ryan O'Reilly did. Oh, of course, he's the sexy captain center. Won a lot of key faceoffs in in their own end. We it was the Tuka Rask story for Boston. The Swiss cheese. No, all that no, other no, stuff. not Swiss cheese. Not that he was a stud. Because I watched the entire playoffs, and I will tell you, no, James only saw yesterday, and he because thinks, it was because it was game he seven, thinks, of course. But he thinks Tukarest did have a tough game. He, he did have a tough game. He was Swiss cheese yesterday, yeah. but knowing the entire entire playoff stretch that these Boston Bruins had, their defense was thinned out. They lost first off a player, then Zdeno Chara breaks his jaw. But since like he's that, yeah. since he's a tough beast, mf'er, he just gets a few staples to keep his jaw on and says it's just a bruise, I want to play. The doctors clear him because that's hockey, man. That is hockey. High pace, high violence. These guys do it night in, night out. But the Bruins' defense was lacking. It was, a little, it was a little, and, little shaky. And Tuka Rask made, oh my God, so many saves. The average, I think, was like, he was shot on 35 times a night. The other teams they faced, or they, the Bruins only had 24 shots a night. Their power play was always key. They averaged one a game. But Tukaras got them there. They weren't even supposed to maybe even be there, but their goalie kept them. So, game seven comes along. He's bound to have at least one a damn breaks type moment, and it was last night. It it You know, it happens to the best of us. Not just in hockey, but like everywhere yes, pretty and much. Like you said, not just in hockey. Boston, you've had... Plenty of championships. Let uh, me just let me just read it out loud real oh quick. Boy, here because we go. there was the whole thing with Boston and and the curse and and the, the city of champions. say they always like they had this thing with we never win, we never win, we never win. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen, two thousands have the two thousands have spoken differently. Oh yeah, definitely. we can change that now because the Bruins they won it back in two thousand eleven. Yeah, and yes, they didn't win it. Uh, back until uh, 1972. Yep. But the Red Sox, we've got 2004. Yep. 2007. Yep. 2013. Yep. 2018. Yeah, of course. You guys were fantastic last year. <laughs> yes. The Celtics, even they won it back in 2008. 1986, 84, 81. That's pretty recent. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. And, and let's not forget that. And of course, the, the Patriots. Patriots. Like good God, we get we get it. You guys are great in and out every year. La 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 la. Tom Brady, once he took over, like you said, Drew Bledsoe got injured. Tom Brady, he decided to be the big deal, the great Tom Brady. Oh, he is great. He is great. He is great. <laughs> There's no one down in my mind. He's great. They won it. Think yeah. of it this way: he got suspended four games, and they still won the Super Bowl that year. Was that the Matt Castle year? That uh. Matt Castle played four games. Oh no, that no, was no, no, uh, no. That's when Tom Brady Garoppolo. Got, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Then they had Brissett. Brissett. They had Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett for a little bit, and then third Brady stringer came, came in. NC State. Jacoby represent Wolfpack. I will say that's what a good team looks like because you don't. It doesn't matter. Like the quarterback's kind of an important position, but uh, if you can have your team win still with that, that's just beautiful. So this is why they have championships in 2002, 2004. 2005, 2015, 17, and of course last year or this yeah. year, 19. Oh, well, they could have had two more, but uh, my Giants decided hey, guys. to uh, spoil the party. But but obviously that was the past. Now David Tyree. I know that I know the Patriots fans right now are gonna be like, but we won last year and the year before that. La, la, la. Well, yeah, they have. They can actually say that now. So our point is, 
Put it to rest. The curse is lifted. All you Boston guys, you got plenty of wins. It's okay. It's time for the city of New York. <laughs> yeah, it's time for us to get back on the board. Yeah. But it's nice that a St. Louis team got a win. It was right? their first ever Stanley Cup first title, Stanley too. Cup title. And uh, the Cardinals really haven't been saying much. The, the Rams moved out of St. Louis. Yep, and uh, oh yeah, there's no basketball team in St. Louis. So precisely, so, <laughs> so good they, for them. Good for them. You know, they were they must have been nuts last night. <laughs> well, they were showing the game at uh, was it Enterprise Center and also Bush Stadium, and obviously, right, everybody was going nuts because we forgot that was in Boston last night. Yep, of course. Oof. It was their first game seven in Boston since. Uh, I think the Celtics played back in 1984, so about 35 years since a Game 7 has been played in Boston. That's actually pretty fascinating, considering they've been in so many championships recently, but usually they dominate. They've dominated all, except for the Celtics, but they've dominated all their championships, and uh, the Patriots have had a tough go at it, but uh, they've clearly dominated the seasons they've played in. They've clearly been the best team. They've gotten their wins. Let's move on, City of Boston. All right. Because I will say this. Current Ooh. NBA Finals... It's an interesting story. I'll it say. has been an interesting. You got the Raptors the first time they're ever, first time ever in the NBA finals. Just like St. And of Louis, course, not, St. Louis not getting yep. love. Toronto's finally getting some little love. Or the although, it's well, I will talk about the KD injury a little bit later with yeah, the Toronto yeah, fans. Yeah. But anyway, Toronto against Golden State Warriors, they've won back to back champions, trying to go for their third. They are they're and, in a row, and, blah, blah, blah. and uh, no one really expected this narrative to unfold that the Toronto Raptors would look like and be the better basketball team. They have all their pieces, you mm-hmm. know, which was not expected. You know, all these injuries that are happening with with the Warriors. You know, they they had. It, it seems kind of a uh, bizarre, but everyone wants bizarre. to make the excuse if they want it, if they lose that the Warriors are the or the injuries are the reason the Warriors it, lose. It's making them the true underdog again, which is really weird to say. You know, the Raptors go up three games to one and. Backs against the wall in Toronto. The Warriors had to they came out on top, although. Such a close game, by the, the way. The Raptors made a couple of questionable calls towards the, the end. The Raptors did make a couple of questionable calls and shot very poorly. The Warriors had to shoot amazing. I think it's something like twenty of forty-two or something like that, and the uh, from three, I think. And then the Raptors were eight of thirty-two. Oh. Way worse. That was just to have a one-point win. Oh God, that's like twenty-five percent. That's twenty-five percent. That's so. Think of it. If that can't happen. The Raptors just have a little bit better of a shooting night. They really need a lot of things to happen. The Warriors, they're out. Boogie Cousins. They were out. Clay Thompson for a little bit. He got hurt a little. They there. got no more Kevin Durant now. Andre Iguodala's in Iguodala question. has been out. So basically, it's been Curry, Green, and now Thompson's back. So Thompson is back. There yeah. you go. But yeah, KD. Ooh, I feel bad for. Him. I feel so See, bad for you know, him. That's the right way. Like. I never really thought to myself, is Kevin Durant really sitting out uh, NBA Finals? Like It doesn't strike me as that. The media really drove this. I wonder if it's honestly the media's fault. Because we do know from the past, <laughs> Kevin Durant is a little bit of, um, I don't want to say sensitive, but he does make burner accounts and go on and kind of troll and try to find people that talk poop about him. Well, and, it's exactly... Well, think of it this way. This, media into this it. is the guy... Don't beat him. Join him. Go, joining the Warriors. Easy Obviously, he's going to get a little bit of hatred. You don't know what's going to be happening once he leaves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he does that. He does have that little edge that where people are like, wait a minute. You lose to this team, so then you go play for them? It's his man, his choice. But at least this narrative of this finals was turned, unfortunately, into a little tra- tragic direction for KD and for his career because... 
This is an Achilles. This is a it ruptured, ruptured Achilles. You saw it happen. Oh. It was like it was like an explosion went on in his leg. Oh god. And you know, I wonder if it was because, you know, he started to feel his calf or whatever the deal was, like he started walking, you know, pressuring his feet differently, so all of a sudden like Airing lightly this way made his leg go, you know, who knows? I don't know. It could have been a lot of things, but just watching that, it's like, oh, man, you can't help but feel bad because this is a guy who wants to try to help his team because they're down three games to one. Yeah. Not, well, now it's three games to two now, but... Yeah, they were down three games to one. The fact that he think he, the fact he did just put on his jersey and come back showed a lot because at least, like, people were like, okay, here comes Kevin Durant. He's going to put on his cape, be the superhero that saves his team. It could, you know what? It could have been. It, it silences the, the people mocking the man because you cannot doubt or question his courage, his tenacity, and his like willingness to win. He sacrificed literally himself to at least try to be there for his team. Yeah. People were doubting him. People thought he was not faking it, but people thought something weird was going on. Like he was sitting out trying to be like, oh, you want to win without me? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, no. And then no. look what happens. He comes back on the court first quarter. And then he gets and then he gets injured, which leads me to what I wanted to say about the Toronto fans. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. If a player gets injured, even if it's light, even if it's light, you should never, ever give them a standing ovation and clap and cheer. I'm sorry. That that really pissed me off, like, completely. Because, first right. of all... It was a negative standing ovation, by the way. Not a positive one. No, there's nothing positive about that. See, that that is what annoyed me the most. And... Kyle Lowry, a lot of people said it best. It's and just, Serge Ibaka, too. Serge Ibaka. Everyone's like, telling fans to please just shut up. Shut the hell up. Let the man get get helped up because... Like, this is real. This is this man's life. It's and more than just basketball. Exactly. More than just basketball. And you know what? To be honest, you know, the fans, they don't know exactly the extent of the injury. And I'm definitely not bailing them out on this one because... No. I was listening on the radio earlier, ESPN Radio, and uh, Stephen A. said he heard... He's met a lot of Toronto fans. He was so confused, but pleasantly surprised to see how polite they were, how nice they were. But in the mass what? scale, yeah, individually, he met a bunch of Raptors fans saying they were very, very polite, very kind fans. Very. Yeah. But he says that's what confused him most on the mass scale when they see KD go down. Yes, uh, it's it's like oh yes, their their best player is not out. But as a human being, no matter what sport you're playing, no matter what cause is behind it. You do not cheer when you when you go that low for somebody else to be hurt. No, that's just... You, you do this kind of, like, moment. Like, when yeah. you see, like, a player get hurt, like, think of it this way. Like, when I saw Gordon Hayward... I wish... A, when Gordon Hayward got yeah. injured, or when Paul George got that injury, even yeah. when Sean Livingston had that injury, all I just did was like this. It'd just be like... Oh. And you know what? Like, that's somebody's... Basketball pauses for a second, and their lives step in. These guys, they don't just... Put these jerseys on for you at home, man. They 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 leave the court and they have a life to live. Mm-hmm. A ruptured Achilles is a bitch, man. You're usually out for like an entire year. Yeah, like at the best, they were bringing up uh, an old player who uh, I forget his name. Some guy who never won, but he was great. Uh, he had a ruptured Achilles, and he told his story. He was lucky to come back after nine months. He wanted to prove the critics wrong that your career is over after. Uh, after that, wasn't the case that time. I you know, I, but I just—I'm trying to figure out the player too. It's uh, what's his name? You at home? Uh, send us a send us a comment. Send us a thing. Who is that the... famous basketball player who's not Hakeem Olajuwon? Or was it? Was it night? Was it the '90s? 2000s? Yeah, it was like the '90s, late '80s, early '90s. All right, 
True NBA fans, if you guys know the answer. True NBA fans, send us. Send it a message. Send it to this me. is the trivia question. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, perfect. The That's clues exactly are he never won an NBA championship. All right. So it's not Old Jawan then. No. He never won an NBA championship. But. And it's not. Anyways. He Wait, ruptured we'll, his Achilles. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. We're not going to figure it out. You figure it out. They're going to figure. They're going to figure it out, and you let us know. And whoever you are, if you send us the right answer, we'll give you a shout out. We'll give you a shout episode. out, or I play a song for you, and a little bit of serenade. Right. But yes, so I will say, uh, with Kevin Durant and his uh, his uh, wheel falling off, so to speak, leads me into my personal life story yesterday. And it was- oh. I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. I'll anyway, say this. Okay, okay. First of all, the Kevin Durant thing is sad. Yours <laughs> yeah. is not sad. It's no, just, mine's pretty funny. It's freaking hilarious. You know, I'm just driving along. I had a low air in my tire, and I had an appointment for today, the next day, when it was happening yesterday, to get my tires done. But uh, start driving on this like gravel road on a main road that they're doing always construction on. It's been happening for 20 years. When are they gonna finish? And all of a sudden, I feel like, I, I'm like, that, uh, hopefully that's the gravel. And then I exited the gravel. And of course, I can hear it. The rim, the tire's flat. And no, I don't have a donut because I already had a flat tire before. and put the donut on and then somebody threw the donut away. I don't even know what happened to the donut. But this is all well and good. You know, you call AAA, you get a ride out of there. When you have to take a massive bathroom break <laughs> not just number one how about both number two both both yep i'm on a main very busy road during rush hour there is literally not even enough room for me to be pulled over to the side with my flashers on so much so that the right hand turned up in front of me tons of cars were coming up behind me not looking at both of my flashers on they're just doing their thing texting while driving and doing whatever they're doing Being and distracted. I had to stick my arm out the window go around go around A can you see the tire not on and B can you see the black flashers no no so all this time I'm waving traffic on I'm clenching as hard as I can Near that's, the, not, that's not healthy for you, by the way. Good. That's, that's not bad. good. And it's like, everyone can say, you know, I can hold it, I can hold it. This was not one of those times. I'm just saying, there's this little construction area going on over here. So those construction workers with massive mountains of dirt. I was, I, it was that bad. I, I ran into this dirt looking for an edge. And I, I found an area where I was hidden from the construction workers. But then I turned around. I was about to drop my pants. <laughs> the entire road was right there. And all the cars just sitting in traffic. I'm like, uh-oh. Okay. I had to do what all men had to do back in the day. I took it into the woods. Deep into the woods. Deep into the woods. Well, think of it this way. If you actually did, if you actually did it in the dirt, it's, not, it, it's actually a good disguise if you think about it. Because yeah. it is the same color. Yes, I did. But I couldn't find clearance of view. They could all see me. And it was that bad. I had to go. I ran across traffic. Jumped over the median. Trudged through like three feet tall of God knows what. Hopefully not poison ivy. Ran all the way I don't way think up. you want that kind of experience again. Ooh, and definitely not with my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> Ran into the uh, into the woods. I came to a clearing of somebody's house, so I had to keep on going into the woods. I looked around. I finally found it. It was just me and the squirrel. I knew he was fine with it. Drop trowel. One, two, coming out. Done. That was tough, man. Done as could be, but done. But, when you uh, told me that story, I, I kind of laughed a little bit. I do I even was... bring up the wiping situation? No, I don't think, I, I don't think I'm going to bring that situation up. What, did you uh, use a leaf? 
my mother doesn't like me talking about these things, and uh, all right, fine, well, I'll, fine, we'll we'll just keep it. To we'll ourselves. digress. We'll very digress. I didn't have to wipe. I'm clean pooper. Ah, oh! anywho, you know what, man? I just say, uh, you know, why don't I, you? <laughs> you don't wipe. I do, but I didn't have to in this instance because oh it was bam, bam, baby. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am going to redirect this conversation because I told a little quick life thing. I think James should uh, tell us what interesting thing he did. Oh, so basically, on I went a date on, the other day. So I went on a date a couple of days ago. I was basically telling off my secret hidden talents. Obviously, one of them being that I know my baseball stuff. Stack keeping. Yeah, big time stack keeping. I don't know how this big noggin of man just keep all this like baseball information. Blah, blah. So I told uh, my date. Pull out the teams that won the World Series. I bet I can name them all the way back from the 1970s. World Series winners. So wait, why don't we put James on the spot right now? Dun, dun, dun. What do you think I'm going to ask you? You have no idea, do you? Uh, no, I actually do not. Why don't you tell us all the World Series losers? Losers? Okay, alright. You have one minute. One minute? How far back am I going? As far as you can. Alright, you keeping an eye on the time then? Yep. Go All ahead. Right. Go. All right. 2018, 2017 was the Dodgers. 2016 was the Cleveland Indians. 2015 was the New York Mets. 2014 was the Kansas City Royals. 2013 was the St. Louis Cardinals. 2012 was the Detroit Tigers. 2011 was the Rangers. So it was 2010. 2009 was the Philadelphia Phillies when we beat them to get number 27. 2008 was the first time Tampa Bay raced. 07 was the Rockies. 06 was the Tigers. 05 was the Astros. 04 was the Cardinals. 03 was the us. The Yankees, that was terrible that year. 02 was the Giants. 01 was us again. 2000 was the Mets. 1999 was the Braves. 1998 was the Padres. 97 was the Marlins. Nope, not Marlins, Indians. 96 was the Braves. 95 was the Indians. 94, we had no World Series. 93 was the Phillies. 92 was the Braves. 91 was the Braves once again. 90 was the Oakland A's. 89 was the San Francisco Giants. 88 was the Oakland A's. 87 was the Cardinals. 86 was... The Boston Red Sox, 85, was the Cardinals. 84 was the San Diego Padres. 83 was the... Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Was it the Phillies? Yes. Okay. 82 was the Brewers. 81 was us. 80 was the Kansas City Royals. 79 was the Orioles. 78 was the Dodgers. So was 77. 76 was us, the Yankees. 75 was the Boston Red Sox. 74 was the... Hold on, I need, I need a deep breath for a second. Cause I'm going to cut you off there because, I, dude, in a minute, you went all... That was the Dodgers. All right. 73. Do, all right, Dodgers, Mets, yep. Re, yep. Reds. Yep. Uh, 72 was all... 72 was the Reds. 72 was the Reds. 71 was the... And we're in there. Okay, Baltimore, yeah, that's all we're going to do. That's impressive, I'm, dude. Dude, that's I was kind of like losing wow. my breath. I was kind of losing my breath towards like the end a little no, bit. No, that was I'm cool. Like, you did that though, dude. You got them all right. And I was I was wondering if he was gonna say that the strike year got it strike year. And uh, I will yeah. say that uh, that brings us to a beautiful end, James. Yeah. Not only am I impressed, but you did that with style. You did that with yeah, I know. I know. Hold on, we gotta do a quick Yankee update. All right, well, can because we? Because the time with the thing with the thing. Fine, quick update. And Aaron Judge, John Carl Stanton coming back very soon. When they come back, the question is. Who's getting out? Who's getting out? Is, is it Maven? Is it Frazier? Are we gonna get Strowman? Are we gonna get Bumgarner? Are we gonna are we gonna win? Are we gonna win? Are we actually gonna win for once? Yes, we are. Alright. Because also we know that the role players have been great. We love you, Cameron Maven. Cameron Maven, love you. Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier. You are stop, question mark right now. Stop being a meanie weenie and answer your own questions. Answer the own goddamn questions. questions. Don't leave it for your teammates. Step up, be a Yankee. That's what a Yankee is. Yes. 
This concludes All episode right. 18. Sir Didi. Sir Didi. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get enough. Of Just Sir like Didi him, right we're back. We're ready. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more uh, James and TJ. But until then, I'm not James Yevon. I'm, I'm not TJ T- Stolzenberg. And I'm not TJ Stolzenberg, but I'm James Yevon. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yes. Rock and or roll.